Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another spooky episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Coverton, and who's running around the woods with me tonight? I'm Tiffany Alberton, and that's all I got. Yep. I'm Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40, and Josh! Josh! <laughs> Josh! Hey, everybody. It's Kenneth Sanity. I'm about to kick this podcast into the fucking creek. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Helena. I also go by Hell Hath Fury on TikTok, where I spoil scary movies. And welcome. And this is another Patreon-voted film. This actually was Tiffany's idea to make me suffer. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so we are here to talk about the Blair Witch Project which came out in 1999 directed by Daniel Murick and Eduardo Sanchez I don't know yeah. I don't <laughs> directed, and directed in the loosest sense of the word yeah. the loosest I was like how are we defining directed in this yeah. movie <laughs> yeah very very <laughs> very sticky. loosely so I, I never saw this movie in 99 and I am happy I never saw this movie in 99 I saw this movie in theaters with my friend and she freaked the fuck out I would have too. <laughs> I was twelve at the time, so and I hated scary movies. It's weird, doesn't it? I was seventeen, so I was older. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what is your history with this movie? I, 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 I didn't see it in theaters. It wasn't an era where I was watching scary movies or anything like that. I saw this. I don't remember where. Again, I, like I've said a lot on this show, we cover a lot of these classics and they've just been in the culture forever. I do remember seeing it with some friends at someone's house at some point, maybe 10 years ago. And I didn't see it in the, in the correct environment. I was probably drinking heavily <laughs> as I was 10 years ago. So I I remembered a lot of it, but my this was kind of sort of a new-ish viewing for me where I kind of sat down and watched it you know, on a big-ish screen, you know, lights off try to immerse myself into it so um yeah that's kind of my, my sketchy history of it a lot of stuff that happened 10 to 15 years ago <laughs> just doesn't doesn't register so sometimes oh, a little i understand bit. that a little bit <laughs> and helena what is your history with this film oh gosh i'm looking at the wikipedia page and realizing i was eight years old oh. so um, i hate you too <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, when you said that you were 17 when this came out, I don't believe you. I think you're lying to me, um, which is really lame because I thought we were friends. But uh, I had this friend across the street who um, her parents like just didn't give a fuck. So we would sneak over to her place to watch all the bad movies. And I'm fairly certain that that's where I saw this for the first time. But I don't think I was making memories of it yet. So can't tell you how I felt about it. I, I can't imagine watching this movie when you're young. I would have been fine. <laughs> I would not. But I'm also the guy who got scared of the movie Phantom. That was in theaters. And Jurassic Park. Yes, right, that was not in theaters. But <laughs> that was at home. And I was I like, like, nope, gotta go. Okay, I do like seeing expressions. This is super fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get terrified of movies a lot. But, so I used to not see a lot of movies. And now I still don't like horror movies. And now tell them what we bought that I'm going to subject you to. Oh, because of this show and because I'm willing to do almost anything. We bought a poster as 100 horror movies that you must watch. So there will be episodes coming in the future for different random stuff that's on that poster. It's like a little scratch off thing. I'm super excited. <laughs> oh, is it, oh, is it like an advent calendar just yeah, for terror? Like oh, that's that. fantastic. Kind of, that's that's yeah, so I mean, good. So you don't know what it is. You just scratch off like yeah, one quadrant. Yeah, you just scratch it off. Yeah. And oh, then I'll text you guys. Really and be like, hey, do you want to cover this? That's, that's really, really good. Happen. I need that. That's yeah. actually really I'll cool. Tell you right I mean, now, I can the really, yes. It was only like 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was super <laughs> And Ken, what is your history with this film? Uh, you might find this surprising, but I saw this for the first time two years ago. Oh, that oh. is surprising. I was 19 when this movie first came out. I was really on the internet at the time uh, because I'm old and that's what old people did then. And I didn't care about found footage movies. I really didn't. Like, I'd seen the McPherson tapes and the last broadcast, which this movie was heavily influenced by. And I didn't care. I didn't care for him at all. And um, I just avoided it. Now, fast forward to a couple of years ago, uh, found footage is one of my favorite genres of horror movies. I've watched damn near anything I can get my hands on. And I was like, well, I guess it's probably time. It's time to watch. I'm surprised it took you that long to watch this movie. Same. Ken, I have to ask you, uh, did you see Cannibal Holocaust? Yes. Ooh. Which is another reason that I was kind of like, eh, about this when it first came out. Because 
I remember, well, I wasn't around when that movie came out, thankfully, or like paying attention. I don't remember the exact year, <laughs> but it was the same kind of thing where uh, Ruggiero Diodato shot a film called Cannibal Holocaust. And it was just one of those things where very similar to this, very, very similarly laid out with the with the making of and the marketing. There was actually a court case involved in that one, though, which is funny. <laughs> as funny as court cases can be, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, how are we defining? <laughs> I never. I, I, oh, okay, please. Sorry. What was I that? Was the, gonna, oh, go ahead. We'll probably talk about more when we talk about the reception for this movie, because most of this movie really is the pre-marketing and what people said about it. The movie itself, it's a movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's that's fair, because yeah. like, I watched this last night and I was bored. Uh, so, that's rude. I was. I was not entertained. I have a question. Yes. Did you actually watch it with the lights off? No, of course not. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Then you didn't watch it the right way. <laughs> I also had my phone in my hand, too, playing Marvel Snap, so there wasn't enough, too. <laughs> that's what Jesus. What the hell? Did you just watching some bad home movies of stoners? Like, what do you? That's not. It's not in the spirit of this. No, you need to watch it again. I told you. I watched a YouTube video that explained things. That was wow. Wow. There's nothing to explain. There's no. I just wasn't. I I wasn't like the movie didn't get me at all. Like we watched a few horror movies recently, like Midsummer, where I couldn't stop. I couldn't put down the movie. This I was like. To be fair, not to sniff my own ass, but I did watch my spoiler on this instead of watching it again today. So okay, that's fair. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's a movie. I feel like you need to be. It helps if you if you think it's real because if I like this movie did creep me out, even though I know it's completely fake. It is fucking creepy, and like if you went into this thinking it's a real type of documentary, it's even creepier. Like it would have. I can see it bothering me had I not known. Sorry, I don't know. I already knew. Goddamn sunlight. <laughs> no, I don't watching it with uh with the marketing at the time too because the way they marketed this was very much like oh this is a real thing that happened and it was you know on that cusp of the internet where viral marketing was not a thing yet but it went viral but yeah how I, did they market it they pretended that uh these were not actors these were three students that disappeared and they had the actors actually disappear for a year before the movie came out they had missing posters. They had a website Gosh. dedicated to it. They, everybody thought it. I mean, the disclaimer in the beginning even draws you in to make, mm-hmm. you, make you think it's real. No, I mean, it's a creepy ass story. I don't know. I knew it wasn't real. I thought it was based on a true story is what I thought. And now I'm very <laughs> sad it's not. But <laughs> That would have been creepier had it been sort of based on like some kind of some kind of true story. <laughs> If it made me feel very uneasy, even when I was paying yeah. attention, like I, I paid attention at first and I, I got, I, I, I lost interest that they were in the woods when they were getting scared and lost. I started like, okay, this is boring. <laughs> I, I didn't, I, that's the part I, the stuff I actually enjoyed more than the running around the dark with flashlights. I, mm-hmm. I, I, what I found interest, this is a neat movie. It's neat. It's a, it's nifty. I wasn't terribly scared. I wasn't terribly tense. And again, just because this has been around for 20 something years and you yeah. know, I know the provenance of it, but it's just, I was like, oh, that's, this is not cute. And it's not or more quaint than anything else. It's like more quaint. Like, oh, this is kind of quaint and neat. This is a neat little experiment. And but I do like, I think it's very interesting that you went from Midsummer to, to this because it still has that folk horror going on. Like, you know, statues in the woods yeah. and all this occult stuff, which I actually really dig. I'm like reading right now the work of uh, Laird Barron. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that author. It's all it's it's all like this not a lot of Lovecraftian. That's a I don't like that term, but it's it's got like all sorts of like mythos to it and occult stuff, and it's fantastic. So this is like right up my alley right now because I'm just like knee deep in that in that author. So has something like killed them or ran out of the woods like some kind of monster? I would have been more on board. <laughs> I, I was waiting for something to jump out and just grab her at one point. Okay, then you get me. And then nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> so there, there is a rumor. I'm not sure if this is true or not. Uh, someone told me on TikTok about this, that you would have seen the witch in one of the scenes, but they forgot to pan the camera left, so they missed her. <laughs> I, no! I've not heard that, but that sounds... Because that would have been creepy. Like, if you just had, like, a figure walking in the woods, like, you could barely see at one point, that would have made this movie way more creepy because like also like we had subtitles on because i only watch movies subtitles there are things you can barely hear the baby cry yeah like i couldn't really hear it but it's there but the subtitles told me it was 
I couldn't hear the baby cry. My dog did. But, oh, she was, no, PETA was terrified. <laughs> she got upset. Ears back, came to me by the couch, pet me, mom, what is going on? She hated this movie. Worse <laughs> than the T-Rex in Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Poor baby. <laughs> when I watched it um, today, I literally finished it 15 minutes before that we started recording. <laughs> me too. Um, I used my headphones. I had my uh, noise-canceling earbuds in. So I could hear everything. And that, honestly, oh. that's the way to do it. So yeah, smart. That is the way to do it. Yeah. Mike Alberton, you did not watch this in the optimal situation. You had no. subtitles no. on, <laughs> lights on, playing Marvel Snap. I don't know. Juggling, tap dancing. I don't know what you do while you watch movies. But that's not how you watch this movie. I, Usually, I had the same thing as Ken. I was like, I just need to have it dark and I need to be... <laughs> You know, I had headphones on. I wanted to kind of really immerse. And those moments, because I, I don't know if y'all ever did the camping as a kid. I am not an outdoorsy person at all. I uh, I find the outdoors rather inconvenient, as I've said on this show numerous times. It's just inconvenient. But I did a lot of camping as a kid. I was in Boy Scouts. So I spent a lot of time outdoors. And oh boy, A, it's never that quiet outdoors. There's always some crickets or some <laughs> wind or a river babbling. But... I, it's it's creepy and it captures the scariness of being outdoors at night in the woods. But I think that's why I, I like the, the the people getting lost stuff way more than the scary bumping the bumping the night nice stuff because that's a genuine fear. Like compasses are weird; they are based mm-hmm. on magnets, and you can get lost in the woods real easy. Everything looks the same, and I've never been lost in the woods, but. I, I definitely that connected with me on a fear level. I thought myself as like a twelve year old and a camping like. Oh no! This would be fucking horrifying mm-hmm. if if that were if that were me in that situation. What would I do? You know, I went camping when I was little, and I I've always been kind of um, an on edge neurotic person. I'm glad that I didn't see this before my family stopped camping because I think if I had seen this while we were still in the midst of it, I would have been a, a horrific person to camp with. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can see this. This would have scared me. I've never Mike been camping, well. and I don't want to go camping. No, not anymore. I never did. Okay. I did get lost in the woods. You're going before. camping. Yeah, we're going camping. I have gotten lost in the woods a couple times. Just so. like that, camcorders, tents. We're gonna bring little stick people. <laughs> I have GPS too, so I'll be okay. <laughs> no phones. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think our next scary podcast, we should go do it in the woods. We can do a little group camping trip and <laughs> tell scary stories by the campfire. Think Kumbaya, maybe. Yeah, and <laughs> you won't be able to turn on the lights or the subtitles. You'll just have to suffer with us. Yes. <laughs> and the four of us live in different states. <laughs> That's okay. We'll bring there, the cameras. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> the only there. thing stopping us. <laughs> two in the northern hemisphere, two in the southern hemisphere of America. We'll meet in the middle. <laughs> There's <laughs> woods somewhere. It's plenty still in this yeah, country. There's plenty of woods. We'll meet in Tennessee. There's a lot of woods there. <laughs> yes. Yes. What, what about the Appalachian Mountains? I, I hear that no. only good things happen <laughs> in Appalachia. <laughs> no. I mean, no. also, like, this movie made a reference to Deliverance, too, at one point, which I know one of the fan theories is that, like, the whole thing that's creeping after him is actually the to- some of the townsfolk are screwing with him. That's one of the fan theories. I out said that, too. Oh, they do, don't they? Oh, yeah, in the movie. Okay, so we're to watch that. (laughs) No, you did not. (laughs) I tried on that one. They can't take notes. They just keep running in the woods. That told you he wasn't paying attention. It just it didn't it didn't grab me at all. It just wasn't it wasn't my kind of movie. It was it's a movie I feel like you have to be like one. I was watching it wrong. I should have had. I can't. I'm not gonna have headphones on, but I should have had the lights off and not had my phone in my hand. (laughs) But I just. Usually when I do episodes for this podcast, I try to watch the movie and not mess around with other things. But this one, I was, I tried and I just got like completely bored halfway through. It was just like, this is not for me. Our <laughs> horror is, I mean, since this, our, our horror is very action packed. There isn't a whole lot of, you know, there's sometimes this feeling of dread. But this movie really has dread if you watch it the right way. Mm-hmm. But yeah. dread, oh, dread can be boring if it's, you know, done improperly i mean the movie's done fine like the way that they like the actors it feels real because i think it is is. (laughs) so it feels it it feels like they're in tear and that they're upset and they're not acting which i I, I would be too lost in the woods and probably not paid very much either sorry i i I, that is one of the things that actually takes movie down for me a notch is how manipulative 
and kind of gross the directors were for, to the actors. Evidently, they weren't feeding them. They weren't misleading them. I, I have a problem when directors do that. I think I just don't like the idea of manipulating actors to do to perform. I think you should be directing actors to perform. <laughs> I, I have a really hard time when I hear that. Um, yeah, it's, it's like Kubrick was famous for doing that in The Shining. And a, a lot of directors have done that. And I just think it's, I don't know, I have a problem with it personally. Well. I can kind of go more into that because 20 year anniversary, they actually did an oral history 20 years ago. Vice did, or for the 20th anniversary, Vice did a, an oral history of making this movie. And it's not that they didn't feed them. They just didn't feed them a lot. Like one of the, one of the lines that the producers said was like, we're, we're 100% committed to your safety, not your comfort. And yes, it's absolutely crappy. But I don't think you get this movie without that. No. I agree. I agree. But again, and I understand what they're trying to do. And they're doing this on a literal shoestring budget. I mean, they don't have two pennies to run together. They're trying to, you know, if they made, what was it, like $22,000 they made this movie for or something along those lines. Like next to nothing. So I understand what they're trying to do. And I, actually, I like the fact that it's actually called the Blair Witch Project because it really does feel like an experiment mm-hmm. to a certain yeah. extent. And I, I like the results. I just I'm just never a fan of of when directors kind of do that and manipulate as opposed to direct. But they probably couldn't afford real actors and, and real direction in this. And you're right. You're right, Kenneth. They, they wouldn't have gotten the same movie and it probably wouldn't have been as good or as frankly interesting as this is. So the the original budget was between thirty five to sixty thousand and it had a final cost of two hundred to seven hundred fifty after the post production edits. And it grossed $250 million worldwide. And how much money do the actors see, I wonder, after all that? Right. That's a great oh. point. <laughs> I don't think they got paid a lot. No. <laughs> and probably oh. no royalties at all. No, I mean, it, it, I, I'm with your, like, they don't, you know, you could just hire, with that, you could like hire somebody or at least make it a more safe environment. But this, I guess it's also that kind of idea that, you know, we got to capture reality, so we're going to, you know, have you suffer so we can catch it on camera. So here's a question. Do we actually have the Blair Witch Project to blame for like Survivor and Big Brother? Mm-hmm. All of those reality type shows. Is that, can we put that at the feet of Daniel Myrick and Eduardo? Oh my God, I just forgot his name. Eduardo Sanchez. When did Survivor start? Around that era, I want to say, right? Like I've never been into that sort of thing. And I never really like found footage movies either, which is probably why I didn't really get around to this my brother is a huge horror fan like i like it my brother love he sees all the jardento whatever the all that crazy stuff he sees and uh, he likes this genre mm-hmm. as well but um so i don't really like found footage movies too much so that's like probably why i haven't seen it either but uh yeah i'm the survivor it was may survivor. 31st 2000 okay so would have been in production before this but but the Swedish version of this show premiered in 1997. Mm. Oh, but so it still would kind of like that. I same idea of putting people through a lot of bullshit just to film them. There was a Swedish survivor. Yes. <laughs> uh, called Expedition Robinson. That's a cool name. That, I like that name a lot. I find that very shocking. <laughs> Better than survivor. That's for damn sure. <laughs> really? I mean, it's not much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did like the beginning of this movie, like when they're ta- when they're doing all the interviewing the, the town people that I enjoyed that I thought was creepy and interesting. It's just when they went in the woods. That's where I got. I just lost interest. Too much wandering. Why? I don't know. It just didn't wasn't interesting to me. So but this is oh, my but favorite I, kind of movie, like where you don't have a lot of information. You kind of have to use your imagination like the original it and even Jaws. It's kind of like that. Never seen. Okay. So did you hear him? He said he's never seen that. What What do we have to say? Never that? seen Jaws, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> but it's kind of, you just have to imagine what's coming after them. And I just, I yeah. like movies like that. No, I mean, it was creepy with that. In his review for this movie, Roger Ebert said that it was a really good reminder mm-hmm. that sometimes the noise in the dark is actually scarier than what's making the noise. It's oh, a yeah. big reason why... Alien is still one of the foundational horror movies that people talk about today because Mm -hmm. the alien isn't shown much. Aliens fucked that up, (laughs) but Alien was just an absolute exercise in just dread. Like Helena was saying earlier, dread is the best. I love dread. Love it. 
I wanted to see the witch, but it is creepy that you don't see what's happening. You just like they just are getting fucked with. And they don't know what's happening. Yeah. And I, I'm going back to that, that concept of dread. I think dread is relatable because I've never seen a terrifying monster in the thing. But I know what it's like to be paranoid. You know, I know what it's like to have a, you know, noises from the from the closet when I was a kid. Like I could connect to that really easy. But I can't connect to, again, scary monster coming up and frightening me because that's, that's never going to happen. And my brain knows that's pretty likely that's never going to happen. Uh, so Dread has a very emotional resonance, which I think is what may, what this movie hinges on and why it's successful. I agree with that. Because, I mean, if you think about the movie, The, the Babadook. I thought the movie was so scary until they showed the Babadook and until it made noise. And it was like a fake raptor from uh, Jurassic Park. Like it was a very well known like noise bit. And after that, I was like, this movie had me so worked up. And then that happened. I was like, oh, okay, well, and I think it would have for me, at least, I think I would have felt the same if they had shown the witch. Yeah, because the unknown is so much scarier always for us, you know, not knowing what's out there. And especially if we would have seen the witch as it was described by Mary Brown, just lady covered with hair. Yeah. That, yeah. like, I don't know, it doesn't do much for me. That actually kind of scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, ooh, I don't like that. And, you know, she, like, floats above the, the ground as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like, I just wanted a face. Like, I would have been happy if just, like, in the background, you just see a, a woman's face just watching them and that's it like you don't see anything else you just see a face i think that would have done been creepier and connected to all the yeah. things going on i have to say that the one part of the movie that i couldn't watch was the end when they uh went into the corner for whatever reason when i got there i was like so nervous that i was like between my fingers and i mm. usually turn it off before it gets too bad as soon as the person appears in the corner i'll turn it off because it scares me too much i don't know what it is Every time it just it sets my spine on edge. I I can't do it. It bothers me way too much because I get sucked into this movie. Mainly because I let myself get sucked into this mm-hmm. movie. Because that's how horror works for me personally. I have to be invested. And I do everything I can to get invested. And by getting invested in this movie, when you're at that scene, you've heard everything that happened before. You know what's going to happen now. And you don't want to see it. That's exactly it. Yeah, I, this is a, this is a movie that you really do have to invest yourself into. And I can't imagine seeing this in theaters with an audience. I that must have been a just that communal experience of everybody having this. And I think horror is best probably in in that live situation because everyone's feeding off of it. I got a a story about the ring. I, yeah, I started yelling at a twelve year old who was laughing, who's sitting in front of me. Kids started laughing. I'm like, shut up. I'm laughing. It's terrifying. <laughs> I started screaming at this child. Oh, no. I, I I felt kind of bad after. I really didn't no. know. He shouldn't have been laughing. He's I love immersion. Oh, no. I was, been there either, but hey. I, was, I was terrified. I can't imagine seeing this in a theater with people. That would have been... I can't imagine. Uh, but yeah, you're right, Ken. I, it's really... You have to kind of invest in it and actively because... Yeah. This is a movie you can break your immersion very easily because at the end of the day, it's just three people walking around with camcorders and, and cheap film shooting stuff in the woods. But it's it's very effective. And that ending is extremely effective. I mean, I, I think at least it just ratchets that terror. Her screaming is really palpable and everything feels very genuine and real because like we said, it kind of was. But they yeah. knew it's a movie. They, they know. But when you put people in a scary environment and it, Scary houses are scary. scary. I just dilapidated houses are scary. Yes, it's just a are. classic thing. And the woods is scary. So they use what they had to very great effect. From what I was or what the YouTube said to me, when they, when she's in that house, they they start running upstairs and just stomping on the floor above her. And that's why she screams. Yeah, I would. Yeah. You were in like some creepy house and all of a sudden stomping appears up comes from above your head. You would exclaim, I would. It's- I didn't understand what the ending was because I, I I was paying attention in the beginning and I missed the sentence where they made the people stand in the corner. So I was like, why the hell is he in the corner? Like, I was just confused. He missed the story about the old man. Yeah, I did. But I mean, it was like, as Tiff explained it to me what was happening and like I was watching some YouTube videos. I mean, it is fucking creepy. Like, just the way they do it where she drops the camera and everything. It's like, it is very creepy. And then it just fuzzes out. Yeah. There's only one saving grace and... uh. This was made fun of relentlessly when she had that little <laughs> snot mm-hmm. bubble going. I, when this movie was, you know, 
all the rage when I was younger. I remember everyone talking about that little snot bubble. It was the it's like the the only reprieve you get from the dread is that little little bubble right there. <laughs> <laughs> she's pouring her heart out, you know, remorse, and she is telling the families, and you're making fun of her. Well, if that little <laughs> snot bubble was full of remorse, I mean, <laughs> we all see it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, the crying, everything looked real, and I think it probably it was. was real. Yeah, because it didn't look fake. I'm like, none of this looks fake. But I love all the parodies. You could just Google I remember some of them. Blair Witch parody, and it would be there. It was on SNL. It was it was the best thing. Ever. I remember it. Ninety nine. <laughs> I didn't watch this movie, obviously, but, but I remember, remember the, the, the parodies. Yeah. Oh my! Those didn't bother me. So, so. those didn't bother because they were. Funny. I was terrified. I would have been terrified of this movie as a kid. Fucking terrified. <laughs> That's the difference between. Mm-hmm. Oh, even like I, I did feel very uneasy watching this film. Multiple times. I think that's another reason I didn't pay as much attention because I didn't like the way it was making me feel. And I wasn't invested enough to want to care about what was happening, but I was feeling very creeped out and just uneasy. You should have taken an edible before. Ooh, that would have been fun. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> no. I would have been more invested. He might, he might have been more invested. Hey, I watched Punisher Warzone on why I was high. That was a fun experience. Oh, dear. Well, I've never been high or dabbled in drugs in my life, but I can tell you right now that that wouldn't be great. Not from personal experience, just from what I've read online. <laughs> She's legal yeah. in Minnesota, so I can say it. <laughs> uh, it it um, affects you a weird way, so maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't do it much with movies, <laughs> just because... Um, <laughs> It, 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 I forget. Well, I forget. And I don't, and I, and I try. Yes. I usually try very much to be submerged in these movies. I don't know what it was with Blair Witch. I just couldn't get into it last night. So I also didn't like the characters. They were annoying me. That's fair. There's this other element of fear that I think Heather had, and that was so she was actually really freaked out that this wasn't a real movie or that it was a snuff film. So she actually brought a knife with her because oh. she didn't know how it was going to turn out. So she was actually quite fearful of what was going on around her. So there's, you know, the the fear of the Blair Witch, of course, but there's also this, like, very very female experience of being surrounded by men and not really being sure of what's happening and being out in the fucking woods with, like, yeah. where, where are you going to go, you know? So uh, I think that fear kind of comes out in her acting as well. No, it does for sure. And, and that makes perfect sense. I also don't like the way the two guys are. They're, they're fucking assholes to her. And it, yeah. and it was pissing me off because... Part of this is, you know, I mean, some movie, sure, it's all very well acted and directed, but this felt, since this feels very genuine, it feels like these guys are just being assholes to her, and I didn't like that. You don't know where you're going, Heather. They were, they were we pissing going? me off. <laughs> like, the map? It, it's kind of her fault, though, like, a little bit, so I kind of get it. She was also quite bossy. I, I will oh, not yeah. say at all that Heather was my favorite character. She's very mm-hmm. bossy and very annoying, and it was the arguments. Or the arguments they had were very trivial, which I guess could have been, you know, made worse by the fact that they weren't getting enough food and enough rest. I'm sure they were grumpy as hell. And that became very apparent over the dumb shit they were arguing about. And who the fuck throws a map in the river to get back at someone? That's stupid. That was that was one of the few things in the movie where I'm like, okay, writers, that's a very writery thing to do. Like, hey, I threw them. And he's like laughing like he went insane. Like he had like maniacal kind of like, ha, 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 ha. Mental breakdown. And, and that, was, that, that broke it for me a bit. I was like, oh, this is now when you're acting. Like this is acting part of the movie. Okay. You know, but yeah, that, I agree with you. It's kind of silly. <laughs> Come on now. I just, I think he just broke earlier and faster than anybody else. But he gets like, back in though. But he gets back in because once it's, once Josh is gone, him and her, it seems pretty level-headed, but there's at least the focus of, hey, let's try to figure this thing out. Where Josh mm-hmm. almost felt like this kind of wild card. But he was kind of the wild card, too, because he was one, like you said, who broke early. He's screaming, help us, in the middle of the... And he's just kind of... And again, that's why I like the fact that this wasn't directed, but boy, I wish it kind of was more directed. Because if you had a director, that wouldn't have happened. You know, like, you would have had that continuity. You have had that continuity of character, but... When you kind of let the people kind of go on their own and do their own thing, that, that's when it kind of gets lost, I think, for me. But again, I think the, the effect is. But yeah. he, that would probably really happen to somebody. I mean, I would have a mental breakdown <laughs> if I was lost in the woods and somebody threw the map in the river. And, you know, they ran out of cigarettes. So that's probably why. That's they were... another thing. Jittery. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. They were all acting crazy. I, yeah. yeah. 
One of my favorite parts of it, though, was when Josh is sitting under a tree. I think he's kind of like rocking a little bit, or that yeah. might be Michael. He's kind of rocking, and, and Michael and, and, and they're talking about, like, okay, you know, let's give him his moment, let's give him his time. And he goes, I think, does anyone have any cigarettes? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, that's cute. Okay, that's fun. You know, like, okay, he's good. Let's move on. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun. I hated Heather in that moment. She was like, we have to go. We have to go. And don't give him his moment. Like, he's crying. We have to go right now. Oh my. And Heather yeah. struck me as somebody who had to be right. Like, she yeah. took yeah. the project seriously. She desperately wanted to be, the, in, again, in the film. She wanted to be the director. She wanted to be the filmmaker. Like, and she had a vision for this. Like, she, she's shooting all. And the guys are like, we have to get out of here. And she's shooting all the little statues that are hanging up. And she's doing movie things. Like, she's getting coverage. And she's doing filmmaker stuff. Like, she, and that's why I think she's, what's interesting about her character is she's trying to will this thing to happen. And her, she's confident without experience. And that's a deadly combination when you're confident without experience. And I think that really lends a lot to that character, especially the breakdown at the end where she admits like, this is all my fault. I, I, I screwed this up. This is, I didn't plan well enough. I'm sorry to the family. And that's like really very effective. I thought it is. I think that's another thing why I wasn't as invested in this movie. Cause I, I, I feel like had I paid more attention, it would have affected me more because it's so close to real life. I'd explain stuff to him, which was sad and annoying. Yeah, and this wasn't it wasn't the you right time. You can't timing. see me rolling my eyes. I'm rolling. We can my fix eyes. that. No, really we easy. can't. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think that was just part of it. It wasn't as it was too close to reality. Where like even though like with Midsummer, it was close to reality, but far enough away where this felt too close because it was North America. I think that was a part. It looked real though. Because <laughs> part of it was. But yeah, but the thing with me with her shooting everything, almost like I feel like. If these assholes are going to kill me, I want all the fucking evidence I can. And that's fair. I mean, <laughs> that's one of the fan theories is that they're actually out there to kill her. That's, I know when, the, when I was reading on YouTube. Like maybe on YouTube. with shooting all this wood, somebody's going to recognize where they bury my body. Okay. Just say. Yeah. I took all. I, again, that was one of the things I did think about was, you know, they keep telling her, turn the camera off. Let's figure it out. And I'm, I'm half my brain's like, yeah. You would probably want to put the camera down. Let's kind of sit down and figure this out. But the other half of it, and I think this lends into her character, is this has to be worth it. Like, I have to get something out of this experience. So even if I'm just shooting with a camcorder, if we make it out of this alive, there's a story here. I want to capture this. So we need to capture this or else all of this is for naught. And uh, so that's kind of how I leaned into that piece of it. Always a camera on. Absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, you always want too much rather than too little. Mm Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I also, one thing that kind of took me out of it when they said dat, my brain went to Goldeneye because a dat was (laughs) was an item in Goldeneye you had to collect for one of the missions. Only every time I've heard the word dat before and since, I was like, oh, Goldeneye. That that was kind of like, oh, okay. I know dat's a real thing, but that's where my brain went. Mm -hmm. Goldeneye, because it's an item in Goldeneye. It is. (laughs) I don't know. I just could not. I, I did find it creepy when they finally get to the grave site in this movie, when they find the graves and then he knocks over one and that's when all the shit starts happening to them. That was creepy and very cool. Like when they wake up and all of a sudden there's three gravestones right by the tent. That was cool in a creepy way because it's like, yeah, I'd be terrified. <laughs> I'm like, time to it, go. <laughs> it reminded me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lana. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, though. I was going to say that I, it reminded me how much wooden stick figures and piles of rocks are really cool and creepy. Mm-hmm. They really, I, I forgot how cool and creepy they are. I'm like, oh, that's so cool and creepy. That's great. <laughs> I like stick figures and piles of rocks. Who knew? I mean, I feel like they shouldn't have gotten it lost as bad as you're going. I mean, I, I have got lost in the woods, but, I, you know, I felt like they kind of knew where they were going. That was part of it. Like, they, the, the witch was messing with them and putting them in the wrong direction. Yeah, then there's, like, a time warp theory, too, or something that I'll talk about shortly. But not yet. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing just reeks of spatial fuckery. I know that's actually the scientific term for it, too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, that's why I think the map didn't mess me up as much or take me out of it because if there's spatial fuckery afoot maps aren't going to do shit yeah so like the whole idea at one point where they're going in a circle and they end up at the same place even though they're traveling south the whole time so what are the powers that we know that the witch has we have spatial fuckery Mm -hmm. what else let's let's go through what are the powers that aren't there i guess uh state park arts and crafts 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, slime, woodworking. Slime included. Slime included. Imitating voices. Oh, I don't think that's Josh screaming later on because you hear Josh screaming at two different points when you find part of his body. You feel like mm-hmm. he's oh, all around them. Right. So yeah. I forgot about that. They find his body parts. They find teeth, which are real teeth, by the way. Teeth and hair is what it is. And a finger. Yeah, they, they snagged those teeth from a dentist. Yeah, like, I was hey, like, dentist. Yeah. Really? Yeah, real yeah those are real oh. teeth. Yeah. Can we get can we get these hey dentist unscrupulous dentist are you uh do you have like a doctor or anything are you licensed regulated no fantastic can I have some teeth I'm sure you have some lying around I mean what do you do with them in his trash what do they do with teeth afterwards apparently sell them to Blair Witch people so. <laughs> I like, don't give them to you I asked for my teeth when they pulled them out and they're like no you can't have them I'm like I made that that's my pearl that's my human pearl you can't have it I want it. <laughs> yeah, just because it's now out of my body doesn't mean it's just waste. I mean, it really it wasn't when they were there chomping away on Kit Kats. <laughs> it's my property. Just because you took it out doesn't. It, it just creeped me out more when I found out they were real teeth they used. Like, <laughs> I, just, I don't know, a little thing. But you read my notes. <laughs> were they like? I mean, the the stick bundle thing was also creepy. And I guess when I was, for them, like it was wrapped in the clothes that Josh was wearing, so they were like, oh, those screams weren't fake. So, like, that was that also added the creepiness when I this is a movie that got creepier and more unsettling after I got to watching it and read stuff about the filming of it. Was it real blood? I don't know about that part, but I wouldn't be surprised. Probably <laughs> not. I, I mean, you never know with these people. Probably <laughs> not real human blood. Right. Like, could have been animal blood. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Go with a butcher. Like, I need some blood. Would, yeah, you can get that from any butcher, literally yes. any butcher. Just walk in and be like, I need some blood. They'll be like, all right. All cool. right, hold on. Where do you want it? <laughs> Here's a little jar. <laughs> but yeah, the time the time theory was it in the movie where they either it's in the movie or it's in the document one of the documentaries that came out of this movie as part of the marketing on sci-fi was from what I was reading where they talked about they find the tapes underneath the house like and the timing oh, doesn't yeah. fit. Okay, that was something I was reading or watching the YouTube video. The timing there was it was saying that it was found like. It looked like it had been buried for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. They also go with the whole spatial theory that when they go to that house, because that house was supposed to be burned down, and it wasn't when they go to it. Again, not in the movie, but stuff that like came out right before the movie came out to help made the reality, you know, show how real it was. The marketing was genius for like freaking genius. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a case study in how to do early viral marketing, and yeah. and evidently that house that the final shots, the final scenes were shot. Obviously, real creepy, dilapidated house. They actually had to torch the play, or actually raise it to the ground after the film was released because they kept having fans go showing up at this house, taking chunks of it out and drawing, you know, and just like, because, you know, obviously this movie got a huge following. Township just knocked it to the ground. It was this 200 year old house that was in Aww. disrepair. And the township's like, we can't have all these kids running around taking chunks of it out. It's a liability. So we're just going to raise it to the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. yeah. I and mean, as far as the market, yeah, it's just a masterclass, just a masterclass in how to do that yeah. and how to generate buzz and excitement in an era where it wasn't as easy to generate buzz and excitement. And this was a limited release. Like if it's first week, I was like in 20 something theaters. Like, it, you know, it's the kind of oh. thing you went to like your local art house to see. Oh, OK, yeah, this yeah. poster looks kind of cool. Let me check this out. <laughs> Next thing you know, yeah. it's in yeah. it's everywhere. And in those screens, it was pulling in like $56,000 a screen. So, like, that doesn't seem like a lot now. But when you consider it was only playing in 20 theaters and this is 1999 money, when things actually, you know, worked, like the economy. <laughs> yeah, when, when, things, when things actually had value, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we forget about that. When I look like sometimes I look at the calculators of you know economics to see what how you know what things are worth. Like, well, things sure change. <laughs> Not in the right way, but yeah. Back when parking was only a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you're making us sound old, Mike. <laughs> it's okay. Ah uh, yes, I remember when the dollar a gallon for gas was a lot of money. Yes. Was that the transatlantic? Every time yeah. I hear that voice, Bill, I think of Bioshock Infinite. I, I, that's that's that is my that is my Bioshock fifties era, forties era. <laughs> Radio Barker. Yes. Uh, uh, Bill, can you can you do some modern slang in that voice? <laughs> yes, I can. <clears throat> in me a moment. <laughs> Why I do believe that Helena's TikTok videos are lit. Yes, by <laughs> <laughs> true facts. No cap. No cap, as they say. <laughs> 
good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I, I I'm here. I'm here all day. I'm here to please. <laughs> uh, um, some of the things that I, I with the movie, like no, I as I was saying, like I think the vi- like the video, the whole idea that they find these videos, and I spoke when I was when I was watching it. It said that it was underground, like under the house in in the in the movie canon. And that also adds to the creepiness of it too. Like when I was reading that, like I can imagine watching that documentary on sci-fi, going to see this film that never tells you it's not real, and just being just freaked out. That's uh, just me. I I so now I can't recall if I thought it was real or not, but I wasn't scared. Probably not, because you were taught. <laughs> Even if I thought, well, I I feel like if I really thought it was like real footage, I would have been freaked out. No. The guy who watches a lot of documentaries, this looks like not that far off from a documentary, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, it definitely has that realism. Yeah. Can you legally, though, show a movie where someone actually died? I don't yeah. think you can legally no. do that, right? Because then it but becomes a special. It doesn't show yeah. them dying, though. It doesn't matter. If, if they did die, I believe you can't show. I don't know if that, that might be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, think you can do that. I mean, we were young and naive. We had no idea about that. I know. I'm just curious. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's a thing, but I could have made that up. I don't know. So when I was talking about court cases earlier, this is exactly what I was talking about. The movie Cannibal Holocaust was shot in such a way very similar to this. Uh, people down in the rainforest and encounter some trouble. We'll say trouble, but very similar to this. Back in the, I think, 70s, the director put all the actors in hiding And then he was brought up on an obscenity charge. Like they thought this was a snuff film and he had to produce the actors to prove that he didn't murder them. I can see that. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. And Cannibal Holocaust is not, not light watching at all. I've never heard of that. Now I want to watch it. I've never seen it. I don't know if I could do it. That's what that might be one of those. Like I have lines in life and I think that might be one of them. I don't know. Can I don't want to watch it. I don't know. I don't. I can tell you already. They do unfortunate things to animals. Real. Oh, that's it. Things to animals. Okay, maybe not. I pass. Hard pass. No. no that's I what I, so. I think I heard that too. Yeah, that's just not okay. The only time, the only movie I'm okay with it happening because it would have happened no matter what was Apocalypse Now because it was a, a ritual thing that, that they were doing, that the people there were doing. Like, that's different. That wasn't for the movie. He just filmed it and put it in the movie. Mm. But yeah, no. at least in this movie, no, no animals are hard. There's a dead rat. Oh, there was? There is a dead rat. Yes. There is a dead rat. Well, I did not yeah. notice that. Dead rat. Or a mouse. It probably I think called it a mouse. <laughs> nat- naturally occurring in nature, dead rat, I think. But I um, feel like it probably drowned from the rain. <laughs> probably the Blair Witch. The Blair her, Witch. Her rain powers. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I mean, it was in a 100%. weird position, so it could have been the Blair Witch. And just as Eamon was curious about what the internet says about my question about actors dying in movies, which makes sense because in the crow, you know, the actor yeah. died, right? So they show. I was they, about to say that actually. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so, according to Quora.com and the chat GPT bot that answered this question, so you know this is accurate. This, this font of knowledge known as. <laughs> Matt, listen to this combination of things I just said. Quora plus chat yeah, GPT produces X answer. Uh, they just wouldn't. They wouldn't use the footage if it was, but they probably the movie would continue. They just couldn't use the footage because if you have footage of someone really dying now, it is a snuff film. That's that's what this is now. So you couldn't use the footage, but if someone happened to, to die, which just has happened before, you know, the crow, but you could still do the movie. It's just you wouldn't be able to show that scene, which, yeah, come on. Who would? Yeah. OK. Thanks, Quora. Again, I mean, that actually sounds answered all my questions. So. I mean, Fount of knowledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't trust I'm, chat. Yahoo TV, Answers was all better. of them. <laughs> oh my god, it really was. I missed the Yahoo Answers days. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, memories. <laughs> R.I.P. Internet stalwart Yahoo mm-hmm. Answers mm-hmm. forever in my heart. Never forget. Pour one out for the homie. <laughs> not, not to get completely off track because we are Quora too. sends me. Five emails a day with some ridiculous question that some trolls answered. And I got to say, dumpster diving in Quora is an actually pretty delicious experience because people ask these ridiculous troll questions like, hi, I just burned my friend at the stake. Do you think I'm a bad person? And then you get like 5,000 responses, either go away troll or yes, you are a bad person. How dare you do such a thing? Am I the asshole? <laughs> and yeah, right. Yeah, and it's it's actually a delightful slice of a, of the world because it's 
two types of people. Earnest people who wants to answer every question because they know they have the answer and people just call, bemoaning the fact that Quora is now a cesspool of trolls and nonsense. And it's actually a kind of a delightful guilty pleasure of mine. I have to direct you over to Am I the Angel on Reddit. I don't know that. I don't know Am I the Angel. Oh, you are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible. It's only people who think that they're right and mostly shit posts, but like very just out of pocket. I am not I am not immune to the uh, to the wiles, to the allure of a good shit post. I'm really not. What can I say? I am human. Another thing like with this movie is it kind of it feels very much like a creepy pasta comeback or something that we yeah. it feels like a story that could be completely true. Like the, we talked about many, many years ago with Helena. We talked about the drowning Ben story from Majora's Mask. Like this movie kind of could fit in that same idea where it's like you could feel like it could be true, you know, in the creepiness, even though it doesn't make sense. I love that you brought up the Ben drowned story because that is that, my favorite little so piece of Internet fuckery. <laughs> and I, I strongly recommend that everyone who is curious about Ben drowned go Google it immediately and watch all of it. It's incredible. It'll change your life. It's creepy, and it, it falls in the same category as this, where it feels like it could be real, even though it, it's not, but you there's enough for you to buy into it to see, like, this can, maybe this is true. If you want to talk about dread, Ben Drowned is just all dread. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I would say that these two are definitely on par. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I still remember Majora's Mask, episode 20-something. Many years ago. Mm-hmm. Like 26 or 25, somewhere around there. Holy cow. <laughs> 26 years ago. God, how no, long has this podcast been going? <laughs> uh, podcast has been going almost five years. So. Wow. Oh, my God. I know. That's, that's why I'm like, holy cow. Five years in January. I, I have to say, whoever said that this movie is 20 years old, I was like, no, it's not. And then I did the math and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I think Ken and I are the same age because I was also 19 when this came out. So I think we're the same age. I don't know about you, Ken, but I love being old. I think it's great. I like, I genuinely have leaned way heavily into being the oldest person in the room and just being like, again, I've said it on the show before, being like a soothsayer that's like this wizard <laughs> that just appears and tells you knowledge. Like, hey, remember when Netflix just sent DVDs? Yeah, I do. I do. And guess who was heartbroken at when they stopped that like six months ago? My brother. Oh. Getting DVDs from Netflix. For 20 years. And he was heartbroken when they stopped it. Because he's like, they have like really good stuff that you can't find on streaming. Like all these old cool old horror movies and weird documentaries. And he was heartbroken. He's like, time of the times, man. I remember when Netflix streaming had nothing on it except bad documentaries in one series. You're like, why would anyone watch this? This is garbage. I like the working on his way back there again, though. Slowly. Oh, yeah. They jacked up the price and all the all the streaming services are working on that way of like let's get rid of everything we paid for and you'll just pay to have us right like just we can have money but that's another story. one thing I, the last thing i kind of want to talk about is like the effect that this movie had like with like the series like there isn't a whole lot of blair witch stuff i know there's a blair witch 2 then there's a blair witch in 2016 and a video game oh ken whoa <laughs> all right first oh, off my. <laughs> to say that there is not a lot of Blair Witch is a crucial misunderstanding of the Blair Witch mythos. There is, uh, well, there's Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows, yeah, which is not really a direct sequel. It's more of a sequel to the Blair Witch phenomenon. It's an absolutely fascinating movie and I love it. There's also Bla- okay. there's Blair Witch, which is a direct sequel to this, in which Heather's brother goes out to try to find where everybody disappeared. Uh, that was directed by Adam Wingard, probably, what, 2016, I feel it's like that was? 2016, yeah. 2016. Yeah. There have been young adult novels. There have been, like, big scrapbooks. There have been at least four video games. Four? Yeah. I did not know that. I knew there, of one. Like, there, is there a graphic novel? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, there is actually a graphic novel. See, I recalled correctly. (laughs) Like, there are just, there are so many things that live because of this. And it's bizarre. Plus, all of the parodies that came about (laughs) from your just horrible movie parodies to the... The absolutely ridiculous pornographic inspired parodies. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just, 
there is so much out there that exists only because this movie does exist. And it's fascinating. And a whole lot of Wattpad fan fictions, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bet. I don't know. Fan fiction. <laughs> There's also a Blair Witch that. game. I know that came out not too long ago. Like a newer one. I know. I didn't know the other like games. You just said there was four. But I know. I only knew the one game. That's yeah, more Blooper Team uh, did the most recent Blair Witch game. Uh, there were some games that were released before that were like cheapies, just like done by a gathering of developers. It It's all just lore. And none of the lore was like, was there an actual story of Blair Witch or everything was all made up for the movie? I'm it was pretty sure. It was inspired by a lot of different things. It, it's okay. inspired yeah. by a lot of different little pieces of, again, like folk car and folk tales, which actually yeah, I love that stuff. I Same. didn't realize how much I dig folk car until kind of this new wave of it came around. But. Yeah, it's inspired by lots of little bits and pieces of real stories. See, now if they're being hunted by the Sasquatch, like Bigfoot, I'd be more into this. Go watch could be the real. Legend of Boggy Creek. Let's watch Harry and the Hendersons. That's more up your alley. <laughs> I know what that is. But no. <sighs> I have located the Blair Witch porn parody, and it doesn't look great. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> there were a startling number of them. This is the, well, I, I figured this out, the 2011 Blair Witch Project, the dot dot a hardcore parody. Mm. <laughs> it uh, fortunately has several highlights that are, they, they look like porn. Well, definitely <laughs> check out the uh, Bear Wench Project, which is just beautiful. Can we have a, an episode about that? The porn parodies of Blair Witch? <laughs> Welcome to Games My Mom Found After Dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brought to you by Helene. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I mean, there's porn parodies and everything. That's funny. I could, I could see myself watching this movie again, though. I really could. Maybe in a better... I, you should. I, I should do it high, though, I think. <laughs> I just Why? think I should. What are you doing? <laughs> I decided that was a bad idea because you know how you are when you're high. I do. I'm aware. But it could be interesting. I'll be more engaged. When I'm high, I tend to pay more attention to then things. Then I'm not going to be in the <laughs> So I probably pay more attention to the movie. I mean, I paid more attention to Punisher Warzone. I did not enjoy the movie at all. But then I watched it again when I wasn't I high. Yeah, the one that you got up and just left on because the movie was just boring you. Yeah, that movie. Where he killed everybody? Everybody, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. My favorite scene. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> My favorite scene. <laughs> it's all Ken's fault. I watched that movie, too. <laughs> Good job, Keith. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think also the fact that this movie ends with, with, with them essentially being lost. I mean, it adds to that tension and fear. I would have rather had a happy ending, but that's me. Oh, did you really think it was going to have a happy No, I knew it wasn't going to. That's the other issue. I knew exactly how this movie ends. Like, I knew what was going on. Interesting. You would have preferred a happy ending? Like, yeah. that's something oh. you would have actually enjoyed? I don't... That I, they got out? Just her. I don't care about the guys. Oh. Screw the guys. Just her. <laughs> just, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not trying to shame you on it. Just, I'm just... It's interesting. It's interesting. No, I, I just, like, with Midsummer, I wanted a different... I wanted more of an ending. I wanted... A, I'm not... I don't want to spoil Midsummer, but I wanted a scene that didn't happen. So... None. I only cared about one person in that movie, and that was Florence Pugh. That you know it. what? I'm trying to shame you. Quit being a baby. <laughs> I, also have, I think I have a thing where I don't like seeing women in peril in movies. I want the women to murder everyone and get out alive. That's fair. You like final girls. <laughs> so I think that was one of my issues. In, in, like in this, is I wanted Heather to survive. I didn't like. I didn't like the two guys. I felt they were assholes the whole time, and that was also didn't help. I'm Heather glad everyone died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of them. Sorry. None of them are. They're terribly redeeming. I mean, they, no. but the the guys are. But again, they felt very real. Like yeah, these did. are real jerky jabopes that you would hire from your town to shoot your silly documentary. Like they felt very. I don't know. They felt like real, real jerks. They felt like eighteen-year-olds too. <laughs> Ab- yeah, they. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> yes, that's probably where I'm going with this. It felt like. Most college kids or kids of that people of that age, again, I've said it before, you're not your best self at 18 or 19. No. You're you're not. And that's okay. Growth is good. Growth is important. So they did I didn't annoy me. When they were fighting, even when they were arguing, again, it's like tension. It's just like a tense situation they can't deal with. So they're gonna start being petty and arguing to get out all the fear, right? Again, all that felt very natural. And I and again, that's why I labeled this movie as probably more interesting than good and definitely more interesting than scary. It's interesting. It's neat. This is a neat concept. It's one of those things where if you're a movie person and you're thinking about making movies, 
You probably see this. You go, God, I wish I had this idea. <laughs> Man, why did I do this? Yeah. So many indie filmmakers just were banging their heads against the wall. Like, this would have been perfect. I could have done this so much better. Uh, so it's a neat. And then they all tried. And, and then they all tried. Do well at all. No, it did not. <laughs> All your uh, paranormal activities. Again, I don't. I don't love I the found enjoy footage. Those movies. <laughs> I people do. Uh, this is a me thing. I yeah. All right. I don't want to cover it right now, but I will say that I did see paranormal activity in the theater, and I have to imagine that would what it was like watching this in the theater. Mm-hmm. Because when I saw paranormal activity in the latest possible show on the first night it was available in my theater. Everybody lost their goddamn mind. <laughs> people were that? screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh and a couple of people did leave the theater. Oh. And I'm just sitting there eating my popcorn like, oh, this is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why horror is such a great communal experience, right? Because when everybody's scared, it's really fun. Yeah. Completely agree with that. Speaking of communal experiences with horror, I'm not sure if it's still in theaters, but if it is, I think you all should go watch it, is Talk to Me. I've mm. been really interested in seeing that. I, I peaked saying like, well, I was going to wait till it comes out, but it's still playing in a couple of local theaters, and I'm, I'm, I'm always enticed. I think that might be a cool. You owe me a horror movie in theaters. We have never been. Yeah. We've only been married for, what, six years? <laughs> We've been together for eight. <laughs> <laughs> Never have we Yeah, I'm terrified. <laughs> she tried to get me to go see The Nun right across from a haunted boat in Duluth, Minnesota. That was not happening. In the middle of the night, I'm like, nope. <laughs> Too scary. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, it, that it's not that good of a movie. Well, just be quiet. <laughs> the only horror movie I saw in theater was Stephen King's It, part one and two. Because oh, we did, didn't I have we? a thing for that movie. I just I love that. I still like the original it. better. Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry. <laughs> any other things that we want to say about Blair Witch? Or anything? Um, I just I would like to get it pointed out. You can use this as a soundbite that uh, Bill Tucker from Gamer Looks at Forty officially goes on record as saying "fuck them kids." <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be a drop now? Is that is that what we're doing? Okay, yes, flip it, it. It should be. It's funny. Every time I curse on this show or other shows, I feel like people cl- clutch their pearls. Like, cause my show is so annoyingly wholesome. I, I, I annoyingly so. I'm sure. I, that's what people probably label it as wholesome. But it's annoying. probably like watch. Probably like listening to Mr. Rogers like throw out an f bomb. Like it's it's probably bizarre. But um, yeah. So fuck them kids. That's that's fine. Yeah. There's a clean one for you. Clean. Oh, amazing. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cause I don't have anything else to say about Blair Witch. I don't think. I'm trying to think of anything else. Like. I am curious about that 2016 game, though. I didn't look up anything, but I'm. This movie got me curious to actually maybe play that Is game that someday. The yeah. I wanna. Can we get that? I do have something else to say about this. As of April 2022, Lionsgate is working on a new installment of the Blair Witch Project. That's cool. Apparently, Eduardo Saverin is or Eduardo Saverin, not the Facebook guy. Keeps saying his name wrong. Uh, Eduardo Sanchez is working on a television show based on the Blair Witch as well. So nobody knows if that's going to get picked up because it's all on Lionsgate's shoulders now. But uh, both Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez did stick in horror. Daniel Myrick did a couple things. Eduardo Sanchez, of the two of them, he did the more acclaimed horror. Uh, He directed one of the pieces in... VHS 2. I don't know if anybody here has seen that one, but um, if you haven't, it's a horror anthology. It's really good. Eduardo Sanchez directs uh, a ride in the park with uh, Greg Hale. And Greg Hale, if I remember correctly, was also a producer on this movie as well. So those two still do stuff together occasionally. Daniel Myrick does not. Okay. I'll just give, I'll, I'll just share one more quick anecdote before we get on to the, probably to the, the balance of the show. So last night when I finished watching it, wife was in the bed. Wife was in bed already. She goes to bed much earlier than I do. I don't sleep ever. I, I am nocturnal like this cat, evidently. And I so I, my wife went to sorry, Home Depot or someplace Target and she found like this spooky. We're getting our Halloween decorations already started. We're already started. We're already getting it together, getting it plotted out. And all <laughs> I've ever wanted, because we have like a pretty decent piece of like 
suburban land. You know, it's not the land, but it's like a pretty empty track between us and the house next to us. And all I've ever wanted was to put like one creepy like ring girl just in the middle of this open field and nothing else. That's it. <laughs> just creepy veil over her face, hair coming down and just stand her there. That's all I want. Nothing else creepy. That's it. Maybe some and like maybe a random flashing light at night, just like illuminate it quick. That's my idea. Scary. So James found like this like <laughs> plastic thing that was like, but it's really neat. It's like his little apparition that you put the button. It goes. <laughs> and when I walked out of the office and it was all dark, I looked at the couch and there was this like white hand just sticking up <laughs> from the couch. And I knew what that was. I knew that was the dumb plastic thing that she had just purchased. But I went. No, I so I smushed it underneath like the coffee table, just in case I had to get up and go to the bathroom if the kids woke up and I have to go upstairs. I just don't wake up all foggy eyed and this his hand, this apparition's hand sticking out from behind a chair. I didn't want to. I was not scared during the movie, but I know how my brain goes. Because my brain may have been nervous, even though I wasn't nervous, and I didn't want my brain to make me scared at the middle of the night if I had to leave. So this movie wasn't scary for me. It was a Effective, and that I think is kind of my thesis on it. It was a very effective movie. And it's you remind me of the Ring. I've actually seen the Ring. What? Yeah, I actually watched that movie. You've seen the Ring, but not Jaws. Yeah. Priorities, my friend. Priorities. I got no logic. I'm not sure why I watched the Ring. Probably for a girl. That's not as important as. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't actually. It was <laughs> Michael. You dated other girls before Tiffany. I know how. Ashley wants that like horror movies too, but yeah, uh, I'm still scared of them. How? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Ian, tell me he didn't like horror movies until we were married. <laughs> That's not untrue. <laughs> Or not Cap, right? Is that how it's supposed to be? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate that. I was watching some TikTok video. I was like, oh, that's Cap. I'm like, what? I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay. <sighs> but all right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. And Tiffany, what about you? I'm going to say I would put it in the stack. It doesn't hold up, you know, as much. I've seen it in theaters because I saw it in the theaters. And so I would probably watch it every now and then. Maybe try to get my husband to pay closer attention. <laughs> he's shaking his head no but now like when i first saw it it just makes me want to look up all the lore to it because that's what i did when i first saw it i just immersed myself into the lore to figure out if it was real obviously now i know it's not real but however anyways i will put it on the stack <laughs> okay and what about you helena definitely the stack i you know when i rewatch it i enjoy it it's it, it's a good movie. It really changed the landscape of found footage, I think. So I respect it for what it is. I also have a hard time staying interested in it just because horror movies now are just so fast paced and so much happening. But it's still a good movie. And it's also very respectable how it was marketed. And I think like that's such an interesting case study. So yeah, stack for sure. Okay. And Bill? Yeah, I'm a stack as well, uh, for all the reasons basically everyone said. Uh, like I said just a few minutes ago, it's a very effective movie. And it's, I get, it's a great idea done to well, good effect, and it works. But again, it's not something I think I would see again, unless it was like, you know, 10 years from now. And I don't know, my son was all like, oh, I want to see the Blair Witch Project. I'll check that out with you, dude. <laughs> but uh, I don't think I would like actively seek it out again. And I wasn't particularly scared. I was tense, but not really scared. But again, a very effective movie, and uh, it's really fascinating. I think it's very interesting. So, stack. Okay. I'm going to put this in the box. No surprise there. <laughs> I just wasn't entertained. I was bored. I wasn't watching the movie right, but I get it. I didn't want to. But I'm also glad I saw it because it's been something that's been on my list for at some point to finally get around to because it's been talked about so much. So I'm glad I finally saw it, but it's going to the box. And Ken. Well, I hate to be the one who disagrees with everybody, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna put this on the stack. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of those movies. It's weird. I can watch horror movies, and like if I've seen them like 20 times, I can just I can feel that same way that I did when I first saw them. Not this one. This one, I feel like it diminishes slightly every time I watch it because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a mystery is evaporating more and more as time goes on. But every time I watch this, I feel a little less involved. Like this is the fourth time I've seen this movie. And I don't know if I want to do it a fifth one, because I feel like there's a better movie that exists in my head than exists on screen. And maybe that's what I'm seeing in between frames. Why this movie gets to me is I'm seeing things that I want to be there, but I don't dislike it enough to put it in the box. And it's definitely not a shelter. So stack it is. 
wow, that's four out of five. That might be the first time that's happened. It is, I think, yeah. <laughs> if only I don't keep track of this. Richard Sampson does for me, I think. He still does. Well done. Wait, well does? done. Yeah, oh, he does for that. me. I'm like, I'm never going to do it, but if you want to. Who's Richard? A friend of, the sh- friend of mine has been on the show quite often. God, I'm glad somebody keeps track of it. I think Watt is, too, if he, when he gets this episode a year from now, because he's a year behind. He's a year behind? <laughs> he quit. He had a driving job, so he used to listen to all my podcasts, uh... and he stopped driving, and now he drives again, so now he's listening to all the show again. Oh. Aw, that's cool. <laughs> he just listened to 100K Celebration, which was a year ago. So, <laughs> And as someone that produces a lot of episodes, it takes a while to catch up. <laughs> All right. And if you do want to hear more horror movies, uh, we because this is brought to you by Patreon. People voted for this. The, next, the current Patreon poll for this month, or when you hear this, you have a few days to vote, is Hereditary 2018, The Witch 2015, Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974, and The Exorcist 1973. All bangers. Nothing I yeah. want to watch, by the way. All, cool. All great movies. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's that's a hard one. The I've been lobbying for the. None. I've been I've been lobbying for the witch to be on this show for years now. So because I really really do like that movie, but we'll see. I'm not gonna not gonna influence anybody. I am I, I am a fan. Think I cared for. I'm gonna it. influence everybody. Vote for Hereditary. <laughs> that I is. Actually, I agree that. with that. Yeah, that is actually probably the better answer. Yeah, you're fair. That's I fair. actually think I voted for that, and that's not my movie. So. No. <laughs> That's so great. it's going to be hereditary, right? <laughs> I'd rather see The Witch, I think, but I also don't know what I'm getting myself into. You don't want to see The Exorcist? No. But Linda Blair was so nice. Yeah, we met her she once. She was so nice. Aw, that's cool. All I got to do is mention Pitbulls, and then she starts talking, and she don't stop talking. Oh, so we talked about Pitbulls for about 10 minutes, and everybody in the line was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Tiffany's one of the few people that can say, from other people, but like when she was talking, she's like, here, tell this guy, call this number. Tell him Linda Blair sent you. He'll get you good dog food for your dog. She did. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I never called, but yeah, I never called. My dog eats funny. the cheap food. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it was pretty funny. All right. And Bill, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at a podcast entitled A Gamer Looks at 40. Almost all of these wonderful people have been on it. Ken, you have not been, but hey, one day I maybe. Swear. One I swear day. too much. <laughs> no, I, I, listen. <laughs> hey, on my show... You will never say, hear me say fuck those kids. So that is a Mike Alberton exclusive. On my show, you hear people telling nostalgic stories about the games that affected their lives in positive and once in a blue moon negative ways, which I don't like to focus on negative. It should be like a celebration, but it happens. And uh, yeah, right now I'm in the middle of an Earthbound series, which was supposed to be one episode. It is it's going to be five <laughs> because Earth people who like Earthbound love Earthbound and they love talking about it. Uh, so it's it's so if you like Earthbound, that's the show for you. I don't know when this is coming out, Mike. So uh, end of this month. Yeah, we'll be still be in Earthbound Land. It's fine, great. So we'll still be in Earthbound Land, and then middle of October we'll be doing Final Fantasy, starting that series, going through all the mainline Final Fantasies, just like we did with Zelda. Hooray! And uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of playing most of the Final Fantasies now. I'm not over it yet, but I will be. So uh, yeah, a gamer looks at forty uh, wherever you download your favorite podcast or eighth favorite podcast. At this, hopefully, will be. And Helena, where can people find you at? Hi. So you can find me on TikTok, Spoiling Scary Movies, at Hell Hath Fury with one L in Hell. I also recently started a Twitch channel. So you can find me there at Helena Hath Fury because someone already stole the name. <laughs> but yeah, pop in and say hi sometime. All right. And you will see the link in the show notes to everything I just mentioned. And if you want to support the show, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon. Uh, we also have a Discord. Please join our Discord and chat with us. You see the link in the show notes. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. <laughs> and please rate us wherever you get the show. And we will. Oh, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.